Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have an interview with Terry Mewson from CBN, and she's interviewing John Bevere, and they're talking about John's book, The Bait of Satan, and how basically the bait of Satan is offense, and how how also basically that if we live on this earth, if we breathe, if we ever deal with other people, that, that we're always going to be tempted by being offended and how that is a way that the devil can use us basically for his kingdom instead of the kingdom of God. So it's our job to remain in a forgiving atmosphere, you know, to forgive others, to not hold offense and to not maintain bitterness, no matter how bad the wrong was against you. Here's John. Have you ever been slighted? Well, don't worry, you're not alone. Everyone's gotten burned at least once in their lives. These offenses are inevitable, and as one author says, they're also holding us back. John Bevere is a best-selling author and founder of Messenger International. For years, he's been helping people overcome obstacles that get in the way of effective prayer. This is the thing we gotta learn. You don't just pray what feels good. You have to pray what is truth. In The Bait of Satan, John identifies one of these dangers and how we can experience personal victories in our lives. John Bevere is the author of The Bait of Satan and also the founder of Messenger International. And John, we welcome you back to the Seven Thanks, Terry. It's so good to be with you. To see you, along with my wife, Lisa. Yeah, she's a great friend. Well, I, I love her. say I'm Lisa Bevere's <laughs> husband. <laughs> That's a good thing. I'm so in love with that girl. <laughs> she's precious. Oh, she is. We want to talk about The Bait of Satan today. What, what does that mean? Most people would, would look at that title and say, hmm? Well, The Bait is being offended. Yeah. Jesus said in Luke 17, verse 1, it's impossible that offenses will not come. Now, in other words, if we breathe air, we're going to have the opportunity yes. to be offended. But what we do with the offense will determine our future. Either we'll become stronger or we'll become bitter, but we'll never be the same. The actual Greek word that is used there for offense in Luke 17 is an ancient Greek word, scandalon, that was originally used to describe the bait stick of a trap that hunters would use to catch small animals and birds in. The hunter would place the bait on the scandalon, the animal would take it, and the trap would either close and capture or kill the animal. Thereby, an offense is the bait of Satan to pull us believers into his captivity. Now, Paul confirms this in 2 Timothy chapter 2 when he said those who are in opposition with one another, offended with one another, are taken captive of Satan to do Satan's will. Now, the scary thing, Terry, is you can still go to church, still even minister, sing, but you're taken captive of Satan to do Satan's will. So instead of releasing rivers of living water, you're releasing waters tainted with bitterness. They're actually poisoning now. Um, a man who had a vision of the armies that were going to march against the church in the last days said as in the vision, as the armies got closer, he noticed the demons were not riding on the backs of horses. They were riding on the backs of Christians. Christians who were offended, they were being captive of Satan to fulfill his purposes. So it's a very serious offense. And I've literally seen multitudes and multitudes impounded to it. You know, all of us, I guess, have known at least one one body of believers where there's been what's called a church split. And, and yet God says that unity is the thing that commands a blessing from him. Who doesn't want that? So what can we do to protect ourselves so that we're not 
open to being offended easily. I think the thing that we have to do is we have to have in our heart the very firm knowledge that we are created in the image and likeness of God, but we're very different in our giftings, the way we process things, and the way we operate. And so there's going to be differences. And that's the thing that God expects us to work out, because love covers the multitude of sins. And in order not to be offended, the Bible says this, great peace of them who love your word, and nothing can offend them. You know, offenses can wound people. And the way, what happened with me, Terry, was, I'll never forget, I injured my knee. I was, I was climbing a wall. And I literally heard a snap in my knee. Ooh, Physical therapist was working on me and he said, do you want to know why you injured your knee? I said, yeah. He said, because you're out of shape. You don't exercise. Now, this was, this was like 15 years ago. And I remember I got so angry at him, but I thought, he's right. People that are not in shape are more susceptible to injury. Well, Paul made a statement in Acts 24, 16. He said, herein do I exercise to always have a conscience free from offense with God and with men. So Paul said, I've got to exercise. Well, I went from one place to another. Another physical therapist in Indonesia was working on my knee. And he said, do you want to know how to get your knee healed, Mr. Bevere? I said, absolutely. He said, exercise. <laughs> and so I said, Lord, how do I exercise? Because that's what the Lord spoke to me. You know, when a guy blows out his knee, he's got to do physical therapy, which is focused exercise. I said, Lord, how do I exercise? Because I was so wounded by this person. And the Lord said, Matthew 5, 44, where Jesus says, pray for those who abuse you. Mm. Now, isn't it interesting, all through the Gospels, Jesus doesn't say, pray for your mother. He doesn't say, pray for your dad. Now, are we supposed to pray for our mother and dad? Absolutely. But isn't it interesting that the person he tells you to pray for are those who have mistreated or abused you? Mm -hmm. So I began to pray for this person who had deeply, deeply wounded me. And it was very, very difficult. Oh, I'm sure. Because yeah. I didn't want to see him blessed. Yeah. And so I was praying this monotone voice, Lord, bless him. Lord, if you can, bless him. Because God <laughs> told me to pray if for him, right? To. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm praying like this for weeks. Yeah. And I'm on a fast. And God speaks to me. And God says, read Psalm 35. And I went to Psalm 35. And David said, hey, fierce witnesses have risen up. They've rewarded me evil for good. And I said, that's me. I did this guy good. And he rewarded me really evil for it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm thinking David's going to say, break their teeth, bust their jaw, you know, like he does in the Psalms. <laughs> yeah. But the next words he says, but as for me, when they were sick, when they were hurt, I prayed for them with oh fasting like yeah. I would my mother or my brother. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you pray for that man exactly what you want me to do in your life or your family. That changed everything. And I remember getting up from the table, Terry, and I started praying, Father, I pray that he would be as close to you as a man can be close to you. I pray that he would know you as intimately as a man can know you, that you would bless his ministry, that he would continue to reach more, that you would. That took everything in me to pray that way. Why? Because my soul didn't want to see that. How did it change you? What happened was I started getting excited and more excited and more excited. I was getting healed. So just like the guy in the physical therapy machine, my heart was getting healed. And what actually happened was I ended up coming out of this situation very, very close to this man and very in love with this man. And I thought, you know, I said to my wife, I said, when I first met the man, he could do no wrong in my eyes and I loved him for it. Then I saw his faults. His faults were directed at me. I didn't love him anymore. And I said, now I still see his faults, but I love him with the intensity as I first met him. That's got to be the love of God because the love of God covers the multitude of sin. And it sets us free to it let does. God love us completely. I, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You need to read the book. It's called The Bait of Satan. We want the blessing of the Lord. It comes with unity. This book is available in stores nationwide. 
That was a CBN interview with John Bevere called The Bait of Satan, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under John Bevere, CBN, The Bait of Satan. You can also find out more information at CBN.com as well as John's website, messengerinternational.org. I hope you have a wonderful day. Today is Christmas Eve, and I will see you again tomorrow on Christmas. God bless.